hello, hello. Welcome back to the Dangerously Divine podcast. My name is Rachel, feminine energy life coach, magnetism mentor, and your new spiritual bestie. Today, we are going to have that bestie to bestie conversation as I speak with Veronica Abea. She is an esthetician and the founder of Positive Glow Skincare. And we are going to be having a very real conversation about you and your skin, the way that your skin is a reflection of your inner well-being, the empowering journey of aging, as well as feminine skin health and acne triggers for women and young adults. So I am excited to get into this episode. I've also linked Veronica's Instagram and website in the show notes if you are interested in finding out more about her products and services. So without further ado, let's get started on today's episode, Unlocking the Secrets to Radiant Skin. Welcome to the Dangerously Divine Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Loren, entrepreneur, life coach, and your new spiritual bestie. We dive deep into all things feminine magnetism, mindset, and empowerment. Prepare to unlock your full potential and activate your feminine gifts. If you're an ambitious woman who's ready to stop playing small, step into your feminine power and claim a life beyond your wildest dreams, then you're in the right place. So go ahead and And turn turn up the volume. You're about to hear juicy stories, inspirational advice, and transformational tips that'll help you up-level your life and align with the divine goddess within you. More self-confidence, freedom, and abundance are all just a play away. Thank you for listening and enjoy this episode. Hi, Veronica. Thanks so much for joining us on the Dangerously Divine podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Rachel. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I was thrilled to get you on the show. I'm so excited to talk all things skin health, acne, aging, confidence with you. I think you're the perfect person, and I'm so excited to get into our conversation. Why don't you first, for everyone who doesn't know you already, give a quick little intro background to you and your business? Sure. So... My name is Veronica. I have my own business called Positive Glow Skincare. Um, but before starting my own business, I graduated from esthetician school from Paul Mitchell. I was practicing at different dermatology offices, at med spas. Definitely wanted to get that medical side, learning with doctors, nurses. Um, then COVID hit in 2020. Everything shut down, which really sucked because I know everybody was out of work. I was out of work. Um, but I still had clients reaching out to me saying that they still wanted their skincare, especially now more than ever. I think people really wanted a distraction. So I kind of started up. I had this idea where I could start up my own mobile business. So I began to going to people's homes um, and I brought basically the whole thought to them, which was great. Everybody loved it. Um, and just kind of expanded from there, even after COVID was lifted, people still wanted that mobile facial treatment which even right now, you don't see it as much. So it's definitely unique and it's helped my business expand so much so that I've been able to really grow my social media presence as well as create my own product lines. So it's just been great. 
That's an awesome story. And Thank you. as someone who's gotten to know you personally, I will say that as a woman, you just took a really bad, shitty situation and adapted it into something beautiful. And I so admire that about you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's so true that like women are so like multifaceted and it's like we could stay down and be sad about losing our jobs or we right. can grow a business and do our own thing and just say F it and do the damn thing anyway. I will say that having a spa come to you is so luxurious. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Time at home has shown us what's really important in life and skin being one of them. Oh, and what's more relaxing than getting a nice pampering facial, honestly? Yeah. Nothing compares. And I'm so excited for hopefully new products soon. I am obsessed. Girls, you need to go online and buy the Positive Glow Skincare Serum. I have it and I use it all the time. And honestly, like I don't want to make any sort of like false claims, but it's literally, I like to think of it like Botox because I noticed the wrinkles in my forehead and I have a little wrinkle on my chin. And usually I get Botox like every like six months or whatever. And I haven't gotten it for a year. So I'm like expecting my wrinkles to come in. They haven't. Like it, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in half, you know, half medical sort of things like that. And then, you know, the other half is like taking care of your skin yourself. Yeah. And yeah, your products have just done that for yes. me. And I I love it. I'm obsessed. Yeah. So one of the ingredients that really helps with that, that I put in that was peptides and hyaluronic acid. But those are definitely helpful for aging. So why don't we get a little bit into skin health? I know some women have like a 15-step skincare routine and are struggling yeah. with their skin maybe, and that's why. And then others like wash their face with bar soap and they have great skin. Skin is not one size fits all. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about, you know, what you know about skin health and types and acne? Sure. So basically skin I want to say a large part of it has to do with genetics. Um, so there's some things you really can't do about genes. We all fall into five different categories of what our skin is. I believe everybody falls under either normal skin, combination, oily, dry, or sensitive. Some people can fall into a category of maybe two. You can have sensitive skin, meaning like your skin's kind of reddish, but you also get dry. My clients are always like, what kind of skin do I have? Or they confuse what kind of skin that they have. So dry skin. This is, especially living in Los Angeles, I would say everybody will probably get a little bit of dry skin. Um, it just has to do with your environment. We live basically almost in a desert unless you're really close to the ocean. But dry skin basically lacks oil and you're able to see more visible lines. You have a rougher complexion medications can make it worse as well as the weather. So let's say we're having super dry, cold winter. That always affects everybody's skin. Best thing to do with dry skin is avoid harsh chemicals and use really thick hydrating ingredients. Um, you want something gentle as well. 
with all skin types. Honestly, you usually want to use something gentle. I'm thinking about this as you go through it. This morning, <laughs> I have the I have weird skin. First off, I'll say that I think not everyone, but sort of everyone likes to think that they have sensitive skin. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to you actually talking about that. But this morning I woke up with like dry patches on my cheeks, but my nose gets so oily in like my T-zone. So literally I have like a different skincare routine for like every part of my face. Oh my goodness. Which is fine. Well, yeah. It works. Um, But my skin is red and I don't know if dry skin can come from like parents as well but i know my mom has like eczema and so i'm prone to really dry skin as well like you were saying i love being somewhere tropical and Mm -hmm. like the humidity in the air my skin always looks amazing on vacation it always does wonders for the skin anytime i go to anywhere tropical same with me because you have that hydration in the air which just reflects on the skin so everybody's skin always looks so nice and glowy. It isn't the best for our hair, but our skin is always <laughs> popping in these tropical climates, which is good. Yeah, you can't um, win with the hair versus the skin. I know. <laughs> it's a trade-off, I guess. I don't, I don't know. So usually combination skin will be as what you were saying, which is oil in the T-zone, which is going to be forehead, nose, chin. And then drier on the cheek area. And for this kind of skin type, you do want to use more milder based products. The next skin type, which I believe lots of teenagers have especially, is going to be oily. Oily is most common for acne. I would say oily and combination, that's where you'll see the acne prone skin the most. If you have combination like what we were talking about, you're going to have the most congestion in that T-zone area versus if you're oily, usually it's going to be all over. Oily is the most common, like I said, for acne. You have bigger pores. I will say one thing about oily skin is you tend to age slower. So you have thicker skin. When your skin is thicker, it's going to help that aging process. So lots of times this will be people with darker complexions or people with just thick skin, and as they age, their skin is going to look great. You're not going to see those fine lines and wrinkles just because they're able to kind of withstand the sun a little bit better. The texture isn't as shown, so it may be hard when you're a teenager or early 20s, but as you get older, trust me, you want a little bit of oil because everybody dries as we age. It's just part of the hormonal process. So another thing with oily skin is you want to make sure that you are not popping your pimples. If you get blackheads, whiteheads, do not pop those. I know they're very tempting. <laughs> Lots of people love to pop them and sometimes you cannot help it. I had really bad acne as a teenager. Mm-hmm. I used to go to the dermatologist like every week and just she would pop my pimples. Sorry, that was so mm-hmm. gross. I should have like gave a TMI warning. So is that something that's like a personal choice that you find works best? Or I would just say you don't want to pop the pimples because unless you're a professional, you can scar yourself. So oftentimes when you do pop a pimple, you can be right on the pore. But most people don't know exactly where the pore is. 
So you'll be kind of popping a little bit too far. You won't be using tissue on your nails, which when you don't do that can lots of times your nails hold bacteria. So then it can either spread the pimple or you just leave a big scar. So you'll see that lots of times when you pop your pimples, it'll just be red afterwards and then it scabs. You're definitely more prone to acne scarring, acne pitting, which is the deep scars, which we do not want. So it's best if you are struggling with any type of pimple issues, blackhead issues to go to professional because they will help you the best. On the topic of knowing mm-hmm. your skin, I know yeah. we mentioned acne is big, you know, for teenagers and oily skin, um, but also a lot of adults suffer from acne. It's almost like a second mm-hmm. hormone cycle or, or something, second puberty, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything about that or can speak on it or just acne triggers in general, how to avoid them. So... As women, especially, I would say we go through a second kind of hormonal change in our mid-20s. So I have lots of clients that will say, I never had acne as a teenager. But now that I'm in my mid-20s, all of a sudden, all this acne is popping up. So usually from hormonal changes, a hormonal imbalance. Also, as we're getting older, the hormones just change. It's just, you know, what happens? And I would say diet usually does have a big role to play. So does medications. If you're on and off certain steroids, birth control, those can play a factor in your uh, skin versus you may have never been on them when you were a teenager. So even antibiotics, different stuff, uh, gut stuff if you have going on, that can kind of show up, make the acne show up on your face. So I have a few really good acne triggers that people may not know that they're doing, which results in inflammation in the skin. So food is a big one. If you have acne, watch what you're eating. I don't think people realize the correlation of what you eat shows up on the face first. So a huge trigger usually for acne is going to be dairy, gluten, fast food, any type of salt, processed food. Alcohol. I don't know if you've ever had a really fun night of drinking and then the next day or two, you all of a sudden get a really bad breakout. Um, so that happens because the skin gets dehydrated and you're putting all this, usually gluten, a high amount of gluten into the body. Um, another sneaky one is soy, which we unknowingly usually consume a lot of. I would say usually the number one trigger is going to be dairy. That's just because dairy is known to contain hormones that interact with our skin. It's good if you feel like something may be triggering it. I always say to do maybe the elimination diet, start cutting out dairy for a month, see if that's the cause. If it's not the cause, try something else, maybe gluten, which is in all our breads. Basically, every bread has gluten nowadays. Um, Another thing that can be pretty inflammatory is going to be these synthetic oils. So sunflower oil, corn oil, soybean oil. It's made in a lab, so most likely it's chemically processed. Unlike coconut oil, olive oil, and avocado oil, those are usually the best for you to ingest. I feel like that's a big American issue, too, 
whenever I go anywhere else, I like feel healthier and I look so much better and my skin is glowing because in a lot of other countries, they're not trying to poison us like they are here. That's I'm sorry, I'm I'm getting off topic. That's a conversation for another time. <laughs> no, but it's it's so true. It's so true. We have so much processed stuff in our food. So that just, you know, it reflects on our body, on our skin. Are there any other acne triggers not involving food that could play a role in adult acne or women with acne or anyone really? But I'd say the number one, especially with women that we struggle with, is everybody's always stressed out. We just don't know how to deal with stress. And so stress actually increases and releases these hormones called cortisol. And these are stress-inducing hormones. These stress-inducing hormones actually prompt our oil glands, known as sebaceous glands, to increase oil production and trigger inflammation. So that's a no-no. Like, we don't want that. I would say the best thing to do if you are feeling stressed is to work out, um, meditate, you know, take some time to yourself. Because when we are overly stressed, if we're in a bad situation, whether that is in relationship, to work, anything like that, you're going to show it's going to show on your face. And I can speak from firsthand experience that it definitely shows if you are unhappy, if you're just not in a good place, your skin is going to be most likely breaking up. Yeah. Like you said, it, it's, it shows in your skin first because that's your first line of defense. And you're totally right that a lot of women are stressed. And I think it kind of comes from this whole hustle culture idea or like hyper independence where we don't know how to take breaks. And I'm on a mission to like support women in finding their time of rest. And it doesn't need to be physical rest, like of sleeping. It could be taking a walk or going to work out, like you said, meditating, spending time with friends, you know, off your phone kind of things, because it, not only your mental health is affected if you're stressed, but also your physical health. Exactly. And we need to release that oxytocin, which is the opposite of the cortisol, which is that happy feeling that you get. When you're snuggling with somebody, when you see a really funny movie, you know, when you eat something really delicious, it releases that oxytocin. Yeah, it's so important. Any other triggers that you could think of before we move on to our next topic? Yeah, so there's a few other, especially us being as women, it's going to be makeup brushes. They hold lots of bacteria, germs, oil, dead skin. Wash those. I'd say wash them at least once a week, if you can. Um, another thing I would say as well is going to be pillowcases. I always tell this to my acne clients, even my non-acne clients. We want to change our pillowcases at the minimum once a week. If you are struggling with oil, if you're struggling with acne, I would say three to five days. It's because when we sleep, we release lots of oil, sweat, dirt. Sometimes we go to sleep with dirty faces. So when we keep putting our faces back on that pillow, the bacteria builds and it gets into our pores. So we do not want that. Um, highly recommend changing them pretty frequently. Two more things I think that can affect how your skin is, but not too many people know about it, is one is going to be if you are, again, struggling with acne, 
make sure you're not overdoing it with the acids. Don't over exfoliate. I'll have clients come to me and their skin is just stripped from all their natural oils because they have been exfoliating every day, whether that's a scrub, um, chemical acids. You got to chill on that. <laughs> Even if you're struggling with acne, do it only two to three times a week. Three times if you are really inflamed, acne prone. But honestly, most people need hydration. And then when you over exfoliate, you're kind of stripping all your natural oils. And then in turn, what will happen is you're going to get overproduction of oil because your skin is trying to compensate. So definitely try and keep it to a minimum and talk to a professional before you kind of self-medicate, I guess, to an extent. Right. So talk to somebody. And traveling a lot can also cause me. Um, this is just because the skin gets dried. Not only are you in a new environment, but you'll kind of get a buildup of all these dehydrated dead skin cells on the skin. It leaves you just not great. Not great. Because you're not at home. You're using different water. You're having all this dry air from the airplane. So yeah, your skin will just start to produce more oil to compensate for the dryness. So if you do travel, make sure you do bring your full skincare routine with you. Nowadays, people are putting face masks while they're on the plane. I'm just guilty like little... of that. <laughs> I think it's great because your skin, it's just you're so high in altitude and then you have that nasty air. Do it. I mean, be yourself. You have so many hours on a plane. It's something to yeah. keep you occupied. Especially like if there's no one like really sitting next to me, you know, maybe if there's like a little yeah. room in between me and the, the next person. But yeah, I have to do that because with some as someone with combination skin, my skin does get really dry. And I hate like that feeling of like stepping off an airplane. You just feel like gross. <laughs> and so I try and like I brush my teeth on the airplane I like oh, yeah. brush my hair, do my skincare on the airplane when I get off from the airplane because I don't know what it is. Airplane air is just freaking gross. It's gross. Girl, we need to magnetize first class <laughs> upgrades, private yeah. planes. <laughs> I I did I mean. feel like you were talking to me, though, when uh, you mentioned the thing about the makeup brushes because <laughs> I don't wear makeup very often. I probably yes. wear it like once a week and mm -hmm. I'm just freaking lazy in that way. I know some people have like the the like mat to clean their brushes. I don't yes. have one of those. Maybe I should invest in it. But it takes so damn long for them to dry that I'm like, oh, I'll oh, do it I next know. week. I'll do it next week. Especially if you – same for me, honestly. I only have a few brushes I use and I get so – lazy to do it so it's just like ugh, another thing to do but it's super important because those bristles or the sponges hold bacteria they just hold them and then it kind of turns into a nasty growth of all this bacteria and oil being held in there and then you're putting it back on your skin another thing i forgot to mention is ladies wash your face when you're wearing makeup please wash your face at night <laughs> don't go to sleep with dirty face uh, Don't do it. Wait, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you about my sometimes skincare routine, and you can tell me if this is good or not. Yeah, because like, okay, I, let's hear it. Because like I said, this is my sometimes. So this is like maybe an exception. I don't do it all the time. 
But there's sometimes, especially during like winter where it's more dry and it's cold, whatever, my skin is super dry, that I will just rinse my face with water or like not wash my face in the shower with like a soap or anything, just water. Mm-hmm. And I have like a steamer um, mm-hmm. and, and then put on my products and stuff like that because kind of going back to what you said about like stripping your skin. Sometimes my skin, like if your skin feels tight, that is like probably not a good sign, even on your body, because it's like you stripped away all of the moisture. So, yeah, there's there's sometimes where like I'll go a day or two just washing my face with water. How do you feel about that? I would say at least use a cleanser, a gentle cleanser. Um, Are you not wearing any makeup? Yeah, like these are on my no makeup days. You know, if you're not wearing makeup, you can definitely let your skin breathe. Right. But I would recommend just a gentle cleanser. Gentle cleanser. If you're feeling dry, use an oil-based cleanser. Those are really great for taking off any, just any kind of extra debris and it's very hydrating. So I'd go with one of the two and then just do either a targeting serum. So... If you want to work on fine lines, a retinol, if you feel like you're having pigmentation, vitamin C, which can be used morning and night, by the way. Lots of people don't know that. And then just do a moisturizer. If you're feeling really lazy, cut the serum, at least wash the skin, do a moisturizer. That's like the bare minimum, I always say, is you want to just kind of take everything off. Even if we feel like we're not doing much, wash the face just once, Mm -hmm. get a little bit off. And just put on a nice light moisturizer. At least, you know, the skin will be clean for the next day. Yeah. Thank you for that. And everyone has different skin and different skin concerns. And sometimes I'm feeling Mm -hmm. like doing a 20-step skincare and all the face masks and serums and moisturizers. And other times I'm like, I either feel lazy, like mentally, or I'm like, what does my skin need? And I think at the end of the day, it's all about learning to listen to your body, right? Like in anything, in feminine energy and magnetism and life, you know, when you're working out or when you're stressed, listen to your freaking body. A hundred percent. I can't agree more. So you did mention uh, retinol products being good for, you know, wrinkles and textured skin and things like that. Um, which kind of leads me into my our next topic that I want to speak about, which is aging. It happens to most of us if we're lucky. And I'm trying to change the conversation around aging because I think it's beautiful that, you know, if you're given the opportunity to live a long life, you should be happy about that mm-hmm. and not stress about mm-hmm. how you look. But Obviously, I know we all do. Can you talk a little bit about skincare and aging and maybe some tips for being more confident as you age? Sure, definitely. So this kind of plays a role back to genetics and diet. There's some things we can't control as we age. Everybody's going to get wrinkles. It's just natural. Just some people may get it lighter. Some people may get it more severe. Some people get under eye circles as they age. Some people don't. Genes plays a huge role in how you're going to look, but so does diet. But there are a few things we can kind of do to be preventative 
it's always easier to prevent than treat. So if you're in your 20s right now, I don't want you to think, hey, I don't need to wear sunscreen. I don't need to do these skincare because I'm still young. Because if you prevent it now, this is going to make such a difference as you get older. It's just so much easier to do that. Because once you're already in that, in your 50s, 60s, and you're dealing with all these issues and you never did your skincare before, I promise you it's going to be so much harder to treat. And you may not even be able to treat it completely because you're already past that point. Right. So, I mean, you know. And we all age and we live in this social media culture where it's like, you know, people don't age. Everything is fake. But don't believe that. We all get it. And it's just natural. But there's a few skincare ingredients that I definitely recommend to prevent the aging. I'd say the number one is going to be sunscreen. You can start wearing sunscreen consistently, honestly, since you're about a year old. But I would start recommending it. Even more when you're a teenager, start to do more outdoor activities, you're with your friends. A good sunscreen plays a huge role because the sun's UV rays are the number one thing that ages your skin. Those UV rays are very harsh. So you always want to be wearing sunscreen and you got to remember to reapply, especially if you're outdoors for a while. I remember speaking to my mom and she's like, you know, we just like went to the beach and like didn't worry about applying, reapplying sunscreen, getting sunburn. Like if you got a sunburn, you got a sunburn. Okay. Three days later, it turns to a tan and it's fine. And now, you know, in this education sort of world that, you know, information is so available to us all, I think people are starting skincare routines a lot younger. So what are some of the other ingredients that you think people can use if they'd start to notice a little bit of aging or to prevent aging skin? Sure. So there's a few that are really great. Um, Another really great one that people always ask about is going to be vitamin C. This is an antioxidant um, and it actually helps repair that UV damage that happens when you're exposed to the sun. So this one is really, really nice. It's strong. It's going to combat the age and you can use that morning and night. I usually recommend to at least a 10%. And you want to be looking for bottles that are going to be darker. The thing with vitamin C is it does oxidize. So that just means that once it's exposed to the air or a warmer environment, it only has so much time before it starts to turn like a brownish color and then it's not going to be any use. So this vitamin C is a very potent ingredient to help, but you want to make sure you keep it in a dark, cool place. And it prevents against pollution. If you're living in a big city, pollution is another thing that plays a key role in how our skin ages because we're around lots of gasoline, you know, all the stuff in the air. So you want something to kind of protect ourselves, which is going to be a vitamin C. Another one that helps combat age is a new one that's been on the market Um, It's been around for a while, but it's suddenly been like all the rage, which is hyaluronic acid. This is not an actual acid. This is just a water-soluble, I guess, acid. But when people think of acids, they think of harsh stuff. Right. This is not harsh. This binds to water, um, and this actually helps moisturize your skin and helps you rehydrate, helps plump up the skin, helps your skin look fuller 
and more radiant. Every skin type can use this. There's no irritation with hyaluronic acid. That one's going to be great for all skin types. Another one is going to be peptides. So peptides, again, another new thing they've been throwing around in commercials and, you know, different skincare things that you've probably seen around and you're like, I have no idea what the heck these are, but they're basically tiny chains of proteins at a molecular level, so super, super small, that are able to penetrate deep into your skin and they help repair damaged skin cells. So this helps boost your body's natural levels of collagen, which ultimately will help slow the aging because you're getting extra boosts of collagen. So we love that. Yeah. And that's why I actually put this in skincare too. If you're looking for quality skincare ingredients, peptides are going to help you not age as quickly because it's all about keeping the skin hydrated. And then lastly, we have... I love this. I think it's great for everybody. There is a little controversy regarding it. People may say it's a little too harsh, but I think it's just about building up the tolerance in the skin, which is going to be retinoids. So retinoids, retinol, any type of stuff that sounds that has ret in it, it is all a derivative of vitamin A. Um, vitamin A retinols, retinoids help regenerate skin cells. So this is basically going to help our skin cells turn over at a faster rate. So instead of all our skin cells staying on the skin and slowly coming off, this helps it come off quicker. We want that because that's going to help shed all that dead skin. Um, it gives you smoother appearance, helps with fine lines and wrinkles, evens out your complexion, and is also really great for acne. I was on retinol throughout my acne journey as a kid. And I remember thinking like, wow, I'm so happy that I get to do this because I might have acne now, but I'm using a retinol. So like when I get older, I'm not going to have wrinkles. And, you know, I, I do a little bit, mm -hmm. like you said, it's genetic. Um, but yeah, I think retinol is great. I'm like checking off in my head, all of the products that I use and they're all there. So I feel really validated. One last key point I want to touch on is just being consistent with your skincare. Make sure you're going consistently to an esthetician or a dermatologist because they're going to be able to help you more than you're trying to figure out everything on your own. So I usually like to say it's 20% going to us, going to professionals, 80% home care. But the home care is going to be super important. Yeah. That's so great, especially, yeah, like you said, if you're dealing with something, I know that skin is a, such a big part of all of our lives. And I'd be lying if I said, like, you know, we're visual people and we look at others and, you know, may judge someone or, you know, form opinions about them based on the way that they look. And skin is a big part of that. And if you want to feel comfortable and like your most confident, high vibe self, then you've got to take care of your skin. And it's one of those things that's like today in, in our world. I mean, I use a filter almost every day. And then like the one time I open like the actual camera on my phone, I'm like, oh, that's what I look like. <laughs> so I'm, I'm guilty of out. it too. Um, do you have, do you have any strong opinions about filters? Filters are fun. I mean, they're, they're, I wouldn't use it 
every single time. Right. But a little filter, I mean, why not? Yeah. I, I mean, I remember my generation, it was like, we didn't really have this social media as much. It was more like the tabloids and we would see like Hinton, Lindsay Lohan or Paris Hilton and this like, just so unrealistic. Like these girls had eating disorders, obviously. And, you know, there was a rise of loving your body, which I think Kim Kardashian kind of like started bringing that back. Yeah. But now, unfortunately, I think it's going backwards again. Everybody's getting skinny again. And that's always been super popular. I mean, probably for the past like 100 years is being thin. But it's just about what you're doing to achieve that. Embrace your body. You know, not everybody can be super skinny. Not every That's not everybody's body type. It's just be healthy. Yeah. You know, it's not healthy for anyone. And I think to your point uh-huh. of, you know, looking at celebrities, I remember like Proactive was one of the first kind of brands oh, yeah. that showed celebrities because it was like you'd see. I, I remember I saw like a picture of like Adam Levine or something like singing on stage. Yeah. And he had like acne and it was like, wow, you know, if if you weren't at that concert sitting front row, you probably wouldn't know that he suffered from acne because like you said, this was like before social media was really popular. So we used to only see celebrities when they were photoshopped or in movies where they have, you know, fancy cameras and lighting. So I I think we're in a really good time, an era right now of people just. Some people, some people being real and embracing yes. their flaws and other people are not. It's also unhealthy for you as a person. Like if you only see yourself in these edited photos, what does that say about your own confidence? And it's hard because as women, I feel like we compare ourselves constantly to other women, to celebrities and you know, we're very sensitive with our look, much more so than men. I think men uh, are a little bit more realistic and they like to clown on each other about <laughs> how they look much more yeah. than us as women. We're, we're very harsh on ourselves and, you know, that's where it can get dangerous and other things could come into play like eating disorders and just having really low self-esteem issues. Um, so we don't want that. It's all about supporting each other, lifting each other up. And everybody is beautiful. Yeah. Everybody is. Everyone's beautiful. Even though I can't see all of your beautiful faces. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're beautiful. We think yes. so. That's, that's what I love about what you do is it's all about you want women to kind of be back in touch with their inner feminine side. And Part of that is just embracing yourself, you know, embrace who you are. On the topic of embracing who you are, I want to touch, and this will be the last thing that we touch on. I want to touch on the fact of some women feeling shame or guilt around fillers, estheticians, red light therapy. There are so many beauty regimens and beauty products that are kind of pushed to women, sure. And there's so many new technologies of like micro needling and chemical peels and like all of this stuff. And I just want everyone who's listening to know that 
it's okay to take care of yourself. You know, if you want to go get a chemical peel, like you should not feel shame or feel guilty for doing that or, you know, feel like, oh, am I being too vain by taking care of my skin? Like, no, I think it's all about like claiming, claiming it as self-care and claiming who you are and who you want to become. hundred percent, hundred percent. And anything that makes you feel better. Um, I mean, why not? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Um, which kind of yeah. is the perfect end to our, our episode, because I know you left a quote here and I want you to read it for everyone. This one really spoke to me because it is kind of what my life motto is. And this is, if it's going to make you happy, go for it. Life is short. And this was said by Tiffany Darwish. And I could not agree enough. Life is short. And so just try and let go of all the BS that comes with life. You know, if you are having a bad day, try and let it go. If you have a great idea for a business, you know, like me and Rachel, go for it. Don't let people's perception of who you should be or your own perception of what you should be stop you. Like, just go for it because we are only on this earth for a limited amount of time and we should be doing what makes us happy. A hundred percent. That is such a beautiful way to end this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, Veronica. This has been so enlightening. And I hope to all you listeners that you've enjoyed this as well. Veronica, why don't you tell us where we can find you online? Um, Not everyone lives here in California, but I know that you have a few other ways that people can connect with you. So why don't you share? Yeah, definitely. So first of all, Go follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is Positive Glow Skincare. Positive Glow Skincare. And there I show all my facial treatments that I do, little fun fact tips. If you ever have any questions, I do do free virtual consultations. If you do decide to buy a product or if you don't want to buy a product, um, I do a $30, 30 minute consultation. And here we'll do a, just kind of an in-depth, basically everything we were talking about in this episode, which is your skincare routine, diet, what you're doing right now, what are you struggling with? And I kind of come up with a personalized regimen for you, which I send to you via PDF. And, you know, I will help you through your skincare journey. And this is going to be on my uh, website, which is positiveglowskincare.com. So Positive Glow Skincare and then PositiveGlowSkincare.com. And you can also buy Positive Glow Skincare products on your website too as well, right? Yeah. So right now I have um, two lines that I have made myself. So this is, excuse me, I have a charcoal cleanser. So if you're struggling with acne, this is amazing. Charcoal helps pull any dirt, oil, debris. It's also super hydrating. It's not going to strip the skin. And then we have the uh, Lemoncello Super Glow Serum, which I gave to Rachel. Everybody loves it. And it's not going to make you break out, which is great. Yes, it's got that hyaluronic acid in it. Anything else you want to add? No, I mean, thank you so much for having me on. 
And again, if you guys are struggling with any type of skin concerns, issues, you can always send me a DM on Instagram, Positive Glow Skincare, and I can help you out. I can kind of guide you where to go, what I think you need, and then we can do a more in-depth session if you ever feel like, you know, you need more help. I also do facials as well. I am an acne specialist. So acne is definitely something that I love to help people. You know, it it's fixable, you guys, I promise. So if you ever are struggling with, with anything like that, just send me a DM or message me on my website, positiveglowskincare.com, and I'll be able to help you guys out with anything. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Veronica, for coming on the show. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I look forward to a future facial with you sometime soon. 